artists, especially those working with lenses, are inextricable from the world. There's this kind of image of Bolivian that, that happens when marginalized people are not really photographed. I'm infatuated with the idea of the encounter. What's kind of wonderful about dodging and burning tools, of course, is that they're meant to be invisible. Enthusiasm, love, a desire to record. You have to have the courage to find the world beautiful. Welcome to the Lightwork Podcast. I'm Shane Lavalette, director of Lightwork. As an artist-run, nonprofit organization, Lightwork has been supporting emerging and under-recognized artists working in photography since 1973. We host an international residency program, a public access lab facility, and showcase artists' work through exhibitions and publications, including Contact Sheet, one of the longest-running photography journals in the world. Consider supporting the mission of the organization by becoming a subscriber to Contact Sheet today, online at lightwork.org. Over the years, Lightwork's multiple galleries have featured over 500 exhibitions. Each year, four exhibitions are installed in our main gallery, the Kathleen O. Ellis Gallery, accompanied by a printed issue of Contact Sheet. In recent years, along with each exhibition, we've asked our exhibiting artists to take a few minutes to discuss their work and some of the ideas that drive their creative practice. You can see the work of these artists in the pages of Contact Sheet or on our website at lightwork.org. We hope you enjoy listening. My name is Pacifico Solano and I'm a lens-based artist. My exhibition is titled, The Islet Has Its Storms. The title comes from the Frank O'Hara poem of the same name. I was inspired by his musings and observations of everyday queer life while making some of the photographs in this show. I was born at the height of the AIDS epidemic and I lost my uncle shortly thereafter due to complications of HIV. After he died, his memory was erased by my family due to the shame of his sexuality and the stigma of HIV AIDS around that time period. As an adult, I set out to create a project that reconciled that loss and erasure. Unfortunately, no one in my family kept any photos of my uncle, so I had to find a way to explore his story. I started to think about representations of gay identity from the time he was alive and how I could reinterpret those images to talk about loss in a meaningful way. I decided to use printed imagery from vintage gay magazines as a way to broaden this project. Growing up, my parents owned an adult novelty store called Undercover Pleasures, so in some ways it made sense to create new work with vintage pornography. I've also spent some time photographing at NYU's Fowles Library, documenting the Richard Marshall collection of erotica and pornography, but most of the magazines that I work with are purchased online from collectors of vintage magazines. Through fragmenting, obscuring, layering, reassembling, and rephotographing, I recontextualized gay erotica from the post-Stonewall riots through the mid-1980s. I removed the source material's overt, explicit content. Instead, I focus in on the background of centerfolds. I create quiet portraits of fragmented bodies, inanimate objects, and landscapes. These new pictures within pictures are silent witnesses that allude to absence and presence. They are stand-in memorials for not only the models who are missing, but for those who originally consumed their image. These representations of gay life, widely distributed through cheaply produced magazines, are now markers of innumerable loss. I've recently begun to create panels of framed photographs and layered vinyls. These new photo-based installations replicate the process of my work. 
The images, when all shown together, become tableaus that create new narratives. As the work continues to evolve, I'm finding new ways to push the source material. I'm interested in the fragility of masculinity and how it can be depicted and adopted by gay culture. In my images, cliches of idealized cowboys and tough leathermen are subverted with his sensitivity and the idea that these men are fallible, they're not invincible, and they're actually capable of being vulnerable. I spent a lot of time researching and collecting printed images. I'll meditate on their meaning for a bit. Sometimes I'll put a tear sheet away for years in a drawer before I find the right use for it. With a relationship to the past constantly evolving, the definitions of these images are not fixed. They're constantly in flux. The lens that we read them through today gives them new context and meaning. In another 30 to 40 years, they might very well meet something completely different. These representations are complicated and messy. They don't mean just one thing, and they're constantly evolving as our culture shifts. That slipperiness really excites me about the medium of photography and its potential. In the end, each new photograph that I make considers complex issues and quiet meditations on identity, queer melancholy, and our evolving relationship to the archive. Thanks for tuning in to the Lightwork podcast. Lightwork's community lab facility in Syracuse, New York, provides a space for artists to come together, share ideas, learn about photography, and make new work. If you're an artist, Lightwork Lab can also make exhibition quality prints, scans, or retouch your work for you. Connect with the lab online at lightwork.org lab. If you'd like to support this podcast, consider Lightwork's fine print program. Featuring exclusive signed prints starting at just $300, buying from our online shop is an excellent way to further your personal art collection while supporting Lightwork's mission of offering opportunities to emerging and under-recognized artists working in photography. Browse our selection of limited edition prints, signed books, and contact sheet at lightwork.org shop. If you can't support us financially, consider telling two friends about this podcast.